mind. What's on your mind? Thank you for joining me today. We have a very special program. I want to tell you about Just Like You Films and their latest project, which is Anxiety and Depression. This is such an important message for all people, but especially our young people. So please enjoy Jen Greenstreet from Just Like You Films and stay tuned to the end. I want to tell you about a trailer that you can share and get the word out. TMI, TMI with Teresa. I was first introduced to what you do with my friends, Scott and Tracy Landis, Addison and Christian. And I know you did a wonderful film about autism. And I think what you do is so great. For people who don't know, can you kind of just give a a summary of what Just Like You Films is? Sure. And thank you so much for having us on the show. And what an incredible family. The they are. I love, you know, I've known them for years. We go way back. We all started in radio together in Oklahoma and then just circumstances, Kate, we all ended up here in Kansas City together and they are a wonderful, wonderful family. Yeah. We were so fortunate to get to work with them. Just Like You Films is a nonprofit film production company, Mid-American Emmy Award winning. I like to add that. You should add that. You earned it. <laughs> and Oscar qualified. And we work to end bullying through the power of film. Can you tell me where that idea came from? Was there an incident that inspired that? You know, it, it kind of grew up organically through my daughter's relationship with a little girl who was severely burned on her leg. Um, her name's Caroline O'Brien and the O'Brien family unbelievable family. They wanted to raise money to give back to Children's Mercy Hospital burn unit. And they asked Whitney and I to be involved in the fundraiser along with the O'Connor family. And when we went down and talked to the child life specialist, the kids had had the idea to do pajama bottoms for the burn unit, for the kids in the burn unit. But the, the child life specialist said, we have enough of those. Would you make us a video explaining so when the kids go back to school, they can tell their story of why they have, you know, why they're wearing compression garments or why they have a, a scar, but just kind of accentuate the fact that they are still the same kid that they were before they were burned. And they can still play on the playground and they still can have lunch. Will you make us that video? And I was kind of, I, I practiced law for in the beginning of my professional career with Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. And I was taking some time off and kind of trying to figure out my next steps. And that kind of fell in my lap. And I was used to telling stories in the courtroom. So I offered my help in telling this story. Did you have any actual video experience or movie making experience? No. Well, I did. Home movies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, The old style. No, I I actually was really involved in theater. Okay. In high school and college. And I loved that and dancing. But no, I, I had kind of gone on the track to become a lawyer and forgotten about that whole piece of my life. But, you know, when you are practicing law in a courtroom, you have to tell a story to 12 people in a persuasive way. And so it was when I got into the the documentary style of filmmaking, it felt familiar to me. That's interesting. I never would have thought, but honestly, your theater background probably was very beneficial in a courtroom. You don't realize that because you are, Mm -hmm. you're not put on a show because it's real, but yeah, you're right. You're telling a story and you have to really get their attention and how interesting that it came into play with this next adventure that you went on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really was more similar than you would think because my passion in being a prosecuting attorney was to advocate for victims of crime and to kind of stand up and tell their story when they aren't able to 
in a way that provides them with some kind of justice. Making these films, I get the chance to stand up for these kids and tell their story in a way that helps all of their peers and their community understand that they're still the same kid and in a way provides them with some justice. I think it's so brilliant because I think that it helps with bullying, but also even if a child isn't being bullied, if another child doesn't understand exactly what they're going through, they might just be too shy to speak to them. You know, we've always been taught to don't be rude, don't bring it up. You don't know how to interact with them. And so at the very least, I think it's helping kids just to know how to be their friend and then also helping. I think bullying comes from ignorance. Right. Exactly. I totally agree. So what and fear so exactly and fear. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So after that movie, then what led to just like you films and what was your what was your next project? So that movie was a short five minute little film that actually Children's Mercy Hospital still distributes in their burn unit. And we still have it on YouTube available. And the, the Phoenix Society uses it as well, which is an organization that serves the burn community. A child life specialist in the cancer unit heard about our work with the burn unit and they approached us and asked for help making a film for their kids in their unit. So we did the cancer film. And then the Down Syndrome Guild, Amy Allison of the Down Syndrome Guild of Greater Kansas City approached us. And we just felt like, I felt like there was a a big need for these kinds of films. And so we created an organization around it and we decided we would make it a nonprofit organization. At this point, were you still practicing law or had you stopped that when you started the film? Like you had already stopped it and you were wondering where to go next. Exactly. Okay. So it just kind of all, it's timing. It was the universe. The timing was perfect. It was God or whoever, or the universe. <laughs> yeah. Saying this is, I tell the story a lot, but um, I was kind of trying to search for what to do next. And I saw an Oprah show that she said she prayed every night, God, please use me. And I'm not like super religious, but I was really looking for some tools to figure how to use my skills and my resources that I had to serve. And so I started saying that prayer. And she said, the trick is you have to be aware of what comes in your path and be open to it. Because when the universe starts sending you things, you can't, you know, I'm on this track. So no, no, no. You have to be willing to say yes and be open. Yeah. How many times have we prayed for something (laughs) and then here it comes, but we don't see it. And so we just push it away and and keep praying. Where is it? Where is it? Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so I would never have expected in a million years that this would be my track. And that I would be now 10 years, 11 years into this with 12 films. So what inspires you? The first few, there was a need and the hospital talked to you about it. And then with the other films that followed, what inspired you or how did you decide this is the topic we need to tackle next? I just, the universe again, um, people coming to us and with their passion. And it takes a lot to make one of these films. You have to raise the money. You have to cast it. You have to do the shooting and editing. It's a long road. So when someone comes to me and is so passionate, usually it's a parent or the leader of an organization that wants to advocate for these kids and tell their story. I just let that be the guide. And Amy Allison came to us. And then we had Jennifer Smith from the Autism Society. Love her. Yeah. Yeah. Fireball, right? Every single person. Yes. There's behind every single one of these films is a Jennifer Smith. That's what it takes. Though. Yeah. Someone who really mm-hmm. has a passion and wants to get out there and make change and make a difference. And I love Jennifer's story and she won't mind me talking about her because I've talked to her a million times on the radio. She loves to share and be an advocate, <laughs> but she has two children on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been interesting because, you know, I've been here 20 years now in Kansas City and I've seen her story evolve 
from being a mom that has children with autism to a mom with teenagers with autism to now a mom with adults with autism. Mm -hmm. And what's the next step? Mm -hmm. Finding them jobs and how do they, you know, and it's just, you're right. It takes someone with a passion and it just, it changes and evolves. And um, you have a brand new film that I know you just recently celebrated here in Kansas City. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we just finished our first feature film. Now, not to interrupt, but what's the difference then? So these other ones... They were short films. They're short films. Okay, so this is a feature Mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That it's just more in-depth? It's longer? Is it going to be in theaters? I mean, what does that mean? All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. (laughs) It is more in-depth. Okay. It is 70 minutes. And we we just signed with a sales agent, which we're so excited about. Um, And she's asking us to push it to 78 minutes. So we're going to be adding six minutes of content. And then she's going to take it out to shop it to distributors. And then if a distributor likes us and wants to invest in our film, then hopefully we get into theaters. Wow. And even Mm -hmm. if it's not in theaters in this day and age, it could Mm -hmm. be on Netflix or it Mm -hmm. could be on HBO or anything, Mm -hmm. any place, any platform for documentaries, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Our goal is to get as many eyes on this film as possible to create a kinder world for kids living with anxiety disorder and depression. And I think that this is such an important topic. We know that adults it's a stigma for adults to even admit that they have anxiety or depression. So think about kids who are already going through so many emotional changes and peer pressure, and it can be so tough to be a kid. And thank goodness when I was young, we didn't have social media. That makes yeah. it 10 times worse. <laughs> I, I just think that there's, I think every kid probably has even just a wonder, even if they don't have anxiety or depression, I'll bet that when they see this film, there's at least going to be one or two little things that they can say, you know what, I felt like that, or I've, I can relate to that. Yes. Yeah. And even if it's just learning that anxiety is normal, that's one thing that I learned Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize because anxiety is so stigmatized that we worry if we're anxious. Yes. But it's actually natural and necessary for us to experience anxiety for us to survive. It has an evolutionary purpose. We're in danger, then our body um, secretes hormones and chemicals that allow us to react. And, you know, like they use the example... Dr. Matu is an expert in our film, and he uses an example that describes it so clearly, and we do it in the film as well. But if you're walking through the jungle and you're confronted with a tiger, your anxiety saves your life. And so we need it. And just kind of embracing it and understanding it and uh, managing it in a way that's healthy and makes us stronger. And I think it comes in so many forms, too. I, I don't suffer from anxiety, but there have been moments where I've been anxious and didn't realize it. For example, this past fall, my son went off to college. My first, my oldest went off to college and I was super excited. I mean, I was sad and I cried, but I was excited for him. Um, But he had to go off a little early because he's a marching band. They had band camp. So he was basically gone a week, two weeks before school started. So that whole time, you know, I can't wait to see him. I can't wait till the first football game. But I also wasn't feeling very well. Like I thought I was sick. There was something wrong. I had a tummy ache. And then I got there and the first time I saw him and saw that he was doing well, and that he was okay, it's like everything went away. And I realized I was actually having anxiety. I was, I was worried about him so much Mm -hmm. and fearful of what's going to happen. And I didn't even, I didn't even know it until after it was over and done with. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And and what if we had the awareness to say, like when you're going through the checklist, I have a stomach ache, do I have the flu or do I have a cold? If, oh, am I anxious? Like if that's a normal part of everybody's checklist, if it becomes such a part of our culture, then, then it can say, oh, if I'm anxious, oh, maybe I should go meditate or I should go 
workout or I should do something, go in my toolbox, my anxiety toolbox to allow that to get better. Like you would take medicine for a cold or you would do all of the things that you do when you have other illnesses. Like what if we could like change that paradox and put it in the same category with those kinds of illnesses? That's what our film is trying to do. That's what we want to do. And I think it will do it. And with other films that you've done, you're educating kids. You know, this is what it's like if you have cancer. This is what it's like if you have been burned. This is what it's like if you have autism. And this is how you can interact with your friends like this. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with this one, I feel like you're almost teaching the kids that are watching it. This is how you can cope. Mm -hmm. This is how to know if this is what you're dealing with. Do you feel like it's a little more personal? Yeah. I just think it's more personal just because anxiety and and depression and sadness, every single person on the face of the planet has that. Yeah. So if you're watching this film, you're going to learn something because you're, you're living with it on some level. You may not have an anxiety disorder and you may not have sadness to the point where you're dealing with depression, but everyone needs those coping mechanisms. So I think, yeah, absolutely. Every single person watching this film is going to take something with them. What ages were you dealing with in this film? We were dealing with high school. You said you have a casting process. It takes a very brave individual, especially when you're a teenager, to be willing to open up and admit, I have anxiety, I have depression. So how was that? Maybe did you have people that said, I, I'm on board, let's do it. And then maybe once it started, they thought this is harder than I thought. You know, I am just, this is going to make me cry just thinking about the stars. That's okay. Film. I just almost cried talking about my son <laughs> and he's totally fine. <laughs> Every time I tell that story, I almost cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am just so proud of these kids. And we did it intentionally. We did it this way because my lawyer background comes into play and I wanted to make sure that these kids were all in. And so we sent out a casting call on all of our social media platforms and to all of our connections and Maria Stone Street, executive producer on the film and Speak Up Foundation, also an executive producer, sent it out. And we solicited videos where they answered questions. And so the kids made those videos themselves, sent them in themselves. And we watched the videos and cast from that. And we actually cast Pearson Phillips, the Phillips family, Hillary Phillips and Pearson incredible, had been so active with the Speak Up Foundation. And Pearson had been such a strong advocate out there speaking up about his life with anxiety and depression. We casted him. He came to our event. He spoke at our event. Incredible kid. And we lost him. We lost him in the middle of production. Um, we had just finished the script and he was reviewing it. And then um, I got word that he had died by suicide. And it was such like a, a tragic gut punch, but I learned so much. And Hillary and Travis have been amazing and have stuck with us through the production. And actually, they, we start the film with them talking about Pearson and thanking the audience for taking the time to learn about anxiety disorder and depression. So one of the main things that I learned is that you can do everything right and I, I was actually kind of went into a depression myself in the middle of the production. I called my best friend and she said, Jen, would you ever feel any responsibility if one of your kiddos in the Just Like You Cancer film passed away during production? And I'm like, no. And she's like, it's no different. Yeah. That the disease won and Pearson died by suicide. He didn't commit suicide. And that's such an important distinction that I learned in the course of this film, especially with my prosecutorial background, the reason that they say commit 
suicide is because it used to be a crime. Okay. I see. I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. And so that's why it's so important that we change a one word can make such a difference. If we can just change that word and change it from committed suicide, because these kids ha- don't have any control, mm-hmm. you know, when their anxiety kicks in and their depression kicks in, it's no different than when cancer cells multiply in their body. And if we can help people understand that, I just think we will save so many lives. And that was probably something that was very beneficial for his parents to hear that you can do everything right. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's out of your, it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that I think when that happens to someone we know and love, it's, it's a human instinct to think, what could I have done? Mm-hmm. What did I miss? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mm-hmm. reach out enough. I, 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 and really mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, and we all could do more, but it's not about you. It's what that person's going through. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. really great that they were so willing to follow through on the project with you and go on that journey with you and, oh, yeah. uh, and be a part of it. Did they come to the premiere? Did they want to see it? They yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. And we showed the clip and they spoke in the Q and A and she does the Pearson project. Hillary mm-hmm. Phillips does. So she continues to speak out on his behalf and continues his work. Is that something else that you talk about in this film that sometimes even knowing that someone is suffering from anxiety or depression, they could seem like everything's fine. Like they're having a, they're having a good up swing and then you find out they're gone because I feel like if he was on board with this and excited to be a part of it, you probably thought everything's good. We're moving in the right direction. And that's probably why it was so shocking. Right? Yeah. And we do talk about that in the film. And what I learned is that it could be one of their darkest points. But what they're doing is just putting on a good face because it's easier to just smile and keep going than admit that you're depressed. Right. And so actually when someone is feeling really, really high, like really, you know, smiley, then that might be an indication that they're going through something, which is good to know. What was it like for you? Is this the, it's the biggest project I'm guessing because it's the longest film. What was it like to have that premiere that you just recently had and have your family and friends come and to watch it on a big screen and just know we did it. We finished it. I mean, it was incredible. It was an incredible feeling. The best moment for me was, um, one of the moms got up in the Q and a Dylan's mom. And she said that, that they felt like they could trust me with Dylan's life, that they could trust me in telling his story. And that was just everything for me. That's my my prayer was to be an advocate and to advocate for these kids. And to hear a parent say that was just overwhelming. It was amazing. Was it really therapeutic for some of these parents? Maybe they knew the the clinical diagnosis. I know that my child has been going through this, but maybe they just didn't know the level. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, any mm-hmm. kid, it's hard to talk. I can remember when I was young, nobody wants to talk to their parents about anything. You're right. <laughs> and this probably... Do you think it opened up doors of communication between these kids and their families? I think so. I think so, for sure. Especially Dylan, who I was referring to. I think when he made that video, that was the first time that he talked openly. When he made the audition video, it was the first time that he had talked openly about his anxiety disorder and depression. And I think that opened up a line of communication in his family that just wasn't there before, which is incredible because that's what it's going to take, I think, to save lives and to get rid of the stigma is to open those lines of communication. So what's the process when you show these films in schools? Um, is there some kind of a program? Do teachers approach you? Do you approach schools? And 
let's say you watch this film, which is very serious Mm -hmm. and sad at times Mm -hmm. when it's over, it's not like, all right, guys, we'll have a great day. Thanks for watching. I mean, do you at that point offer resources or what's the process? You know, we're just kind of figuring that out right now. And every film has its own course. We are traditionally approached by schools to bring the film there. And then also, because we are a nonprofit, part of our mission was to provide the films for free online. And because of that, our films have been viewed, I think it's 1.2 million times in 320 countries. And we get emails from, I, I always refer to an email that I got from a mother in Mongolia that she found just like you Down syndrome on the internet. And she wrote an email and said, thank you for making this because I was afraid to take my child to a family gathering and I had them all watch it. And so part of our mission was to provide it for free so people could find it. But then because we do that, we don't necessarily aren't able to track who is showing it. And so films get to show it for free. Um, They're on YouTube, right? They're on YouTube. I don't know what this track is going to be for this film because we do have a sales agent. And we've learned with Just Like You Diabetes that media, the landscape of media has changed dramatically. And I think with our other films, we put them up online and we did our own kind of marketing and quotations because there's zero budget for us. Right. That people could actually find them. But now I think that it's just so massive media and the internet that we needed to be more deliberate in how we release this film. So people will be able to find it. And if we could get a company behind us to help us market it, then I think that's going to be achieving our mission. So if you're listening right now, (laughs) you are open to anyone who's willing to support you. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Please. In fact, we should probably, I mean, I'm guessing this film was made through generous donations or how do you, how do you even make a film like this since you are a nonprofit? Yeah. It's hundreds of people in this Kansas city community that gave their hard earned money to make this film a reality and the Speak Up Foundation. So where can people, you can go to YouTube, but do you have a website or what can they do if they want to be a part of it? If they want to be a donor, Yeah, uh, maybe they have an idea for you. Maybe they have a subject that they really think would be a great film for you. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website. It's um, just like you films with an S.org. You can also, and there you will find links to all of our films and um, you can donate. We absolutely rely on the generosity of donors too keep going every single day. So whatever you can give is so appreciated. And we just launched a merchandise, a line of merchandise, Matt Baldwin, Matt and Emily Baldwin. Love them. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what's fun when you've been here for 20 years. I get to meet so many people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They are dear friends. Actually, Emily Baldwin has served on the board, I think for the last six years. And Matt designed t-shirts and hoodies and stickers. And we're calling that he came up with the name I Care. It's E-Y-E. Seeing through the lens of a heart of love. So it's just kind of, I asked him, I'm like, can you just make us a flag that something easy and simple kids can do in the morning? Say, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel helpless, if I've lost a f- friend to death by suicide, if I just want to do something, I can put on a sweatshirt and say, look, I'm paying attention. And I see you for the human being that you are. And I'm trying to educate myself and be the best friend that I can be. That's so great. You can purchase that merchandise. Um, we have the link up on our Instagram account. And also you can reach out through our website. Okay. And it's just, just like you films, uh, just like you films.org and a hundred percent of the proceeds from that merchandise go back to making and distributing these films. That's so great. I love them. And they come up with such good ideas and designs. They're so talented. 
Uh, and like when people come in town from Hollywood and everywhere, they everybody knows about them. You know, yeah. we have artists all the time that come in and do concerts and they're yeah. we're like, what do you guys want to do? You know, we'll entertain them for the day. They're like, we want to go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> everybody awesome. knows about them. Awesome. Um, so I, I know that this is going to get purchased. I know it's going to do big things. Um, we're <sighs> just going to speak it out into the universe. Prayers. And there it is. Yeah. Um, so I'll look forward on like Netflix and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but until then, because it is a feature film, is it on YouTube or are we waiting until you find a distributor? What's the next step for that? We are waiting until we find a distributor okay. but what people can do for us is share 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 that trailer okay so we can show distributors that there is an interest and people will watch this film they want this film and they'll watch it so okay. whatever buzz we can create online with that trailer would be so helpful Okay, wonderful. And then if anyone who's listening is a, a teacher or a counselor or anybody who works with teenagers, uh, I mean, I guess really Mental it could be, yeah, yeah. Then, then they need to go and find your YouTube channel and contact you. And, and this, these could all be really good resources. And actually, our film is unique in that we've targeted K kindergarten through adults. So I, a kindergartner can watch this film and get something out of it. Really? Yeah. It's not because it's yeah. a pretty heavy topic. It is heavy, but we... The, the heavy part of the topic is, you know, the death by suicide. Right. What we really focus on, I mean, we spend probably three or four minutes talking about that. And we talk about it very, it's not, it's not heavy, as heavy as you would think. Right. We spend the majority of the film explaining what anxiety is, explaining what sadness is, and then anxiety disorders and depression. And we have animation. And Dr. Matu is like so alive and vibrant. He's great with kids. He has his own YouTube channel. Listeners maybe want to check it out. Sure, yeah. His, his name is Dr. Ali Matu. It's A-L-I-M-A-T-T-U. He's incredible. So yeah, so even parents of young children, teach them now while they're young how that their anxiety is okay. Yeah, and, and sadness and is okay too. Sadness. You know, we all get sad. Yes. Especially women. Sometimes I, my husband goes, what's wrong? I don't know. <laughs> we all just kind of get the blues sometimes. It's yeah. completely natural and normal. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. In fact, it's necessary. Like anxiety, there's an evolutionary purpose for sadness. I learned this on the film too. Like, well, what's the purpose of sadness? And it's to remind us the things that nurture us and to keep us close to the people that take care of us. So when the baby, when the mom leaves the baby, the baby cries and is sad. So the mom comes back and takes care of the baby. And that's the evolutionary purpose of sadness. Isn't it interesting when you put it in just like a simple little story like that? Yeah. How much more sense it makes. Yeah. Like the story you said about fear. You know, if there's something in front of me that's going to hurt me, I run. Well, that's a good thing. You should be afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was surprised Dr. Mantu shared with me that he sometimes treats patients for too little anxiety. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I just learned so much. This is just an incredible... This has been an incredible project. Well, good for you. I think what you're doing is really important. And I think that it's very special. And I'm just so happy that it keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger. And please update me and let me know when it gets purchased and distributed because we okay. want to know where we can find it because it's going to happen. And then please, I know that donations are so big. So anytime you're having a fundraiser or something big, please let me know. And I would thank love to help you. you get the word out. Thank you. Well, thank you for helping us get the word out because that, this is how it happens. This is how all of it happens. It's because of people like you sharing the word. I thought it would be appropriate to wrap up the show this morning by playing the trailer that Jen was just talking about. You can go to YouTube and find them. You can go to justlikeyoufilms.org and please share this with everyone so that they know they are not alone. Jaina is just a regular kid like me. I'm just a regular kid. I love longboarding. I love to run. I love to ride horses. 
There are two ways my body works that I'd like to tell you more about. I live with an anxiety disorder and depression. So do I. Me too. I do too. What exactly is anxiety? What exactly is depression? My anxiety disorder is social anxiety. When I am depressed, it keeps my body in a deep state of sadness for long periods of time. It's not just doctors or therapists that can help people living with an anxiety disorder or depression. You can help too by being a good friend. I love that McKenna lets me know she's there for me and doesn't judge me or try to cure me because there is no cure. Anxiety disorder is just too many chemicals in my body. It's important because sometimes kids and even teachers and parents can get frustrated and say hurtful things. Like, tell me to stop acting crazy. Or say, I'm being ridiculous. Saying those things is extremely hurtful. Saying those things is extremely hurtful. I can't control when I have an anxiety disorder and depression. Just like I can't control when I cough. If you're worried about your friend, it's important that you talk to them and ask them if they're okay. Ask them if they're having thoughts of hurting themselves. You may help save your friend's life. I don't know what I would do without Morgan. It's easy to be a good friend to someone living with an anxiety disorder and depression. Because when you have the knowledge. The knowledge. When you know what an anxiety disorder and depression is. And when you understand, you can accept. Accept. Accept that some kids live with an anxiety disorder and depression. And they're still just a kid. Just like you. Just like you.